Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever in the world you might be. I am Nicole BZ and you know everything. Uh, firstly, shout out to my client, Shameless Plug. This is the best part about working with retailers and just like having amazing people in your experience. I always say I know I'm on the right path because I continue to surround myself with badass bees and they have amazing businesses with ethical, sustainably sourced products, which I love. But yeah, this was styled by Shop Pretty Baby, owner Alexis Drennan, and um, kind of obsessed, kind of just got it. Might still even have the tag on it. I don't know. And no, this was not sponsored nor paid. I paid for these. That's <laughs> I did the same thing with Meshla, Shop Meshla. Now caftan something or other. That was bad plug. Bad plug. I literally, I think I spent as much as they paid me to be their coach on their beautiful pieces of art. Also slow, sustainably made fashion. (sighs) Hi, how are you? This is a fun episode. This is inspired by my own coach, Kinsey Madsen. She's going to be on this podcast. I am really excited. I can't decide if we're going to do the Quantum Business Book Club because she is also a book nerd and introduced me to all of the softcore fairy porn that I've been reading. And she loves the books, but also she's just a super fun, very relatable, but very inspiring online entrepreneur. I love working with her. Outside of my very first coach, she was no longer coaching. Otherwise, I would plug her too. Uh, Kins has been my favorite. And in this space, sometimes it can be fine, hard to find people I find integrous, people who are consistent, people who under-promise and over-deliver. You feel like you're getting an amazing experience. I will say this one has been very much an energetic boost for me. I kind of have the business stuff dialed. But I think having support is absolutely crucial. And I think it's a non-negotiable if your job is service and support because you need to fill your cup. It's not just a like walk the walk thing. It is very much a balancing act, right? And just simply recognizing like for each of us, it's going to look different. I have to move my body. I have to sleep. I have to spend a lot of time on my own, like a hell of a lot more than I used to, especially after like a significant amount of travel, being in other people's company and space, being in big crowds. Like I, I cannot just like jump from activity to activity like I used to. And I don't think that's like related to anything other than the size of the game that I'm playing now. Like if I'm not on it, we're talking six figure losses, not. <laughs> embarrassment, which was kind of what was happening when I was able to just work 20 hours a day, seven days a week. The worst thing that I was, I would happen is I'd like drop something and I might hurt my foot, like quite literally. Uh, I made like a $30,000 mistake once, but it actually ended up being like kind of amazing. And it was more just the embarrassment that I did something wrong. Anywho, I digress. Point being, it's the support in those moments that got me through. 
It's finding the people who resonate with me, who can offer me a hand up and lift me to my next level. That has been one of my secrets to success. And this episode is not about hire me. This episode is about support you. Find your Obi-Wan Kenobi. And you will notice at the beginning of that relationship, there was a little bit of friction, a little bit of doubt. Finding that person that you really resonate with, firstly, will shift and evolve as you do. But secondly, it can be very specific. There are times in my life where I have a physical trainer. That's what they're called. I was like trying to come up with something cool, another Star Wars like reference, a Yoda perhaps. There is no try, only do. But like someone helping me in finances, someone helping me in my physical self, someone helping me in my spiritual and mental self, someone helping me in my work self, someone helping me with my sales, someone helping me with my marketing. Like, uh, let alone the amount of courses and different certifications and things I might be enrolled in. I am a big, like, firstly, learning is my favorite activity in the world. And I get a little bit like obsessive and kind of weird about it. That's why sometimes I sound like I'm interrogating you. I am literally trying to learn as much as possible and it is compulsive. <laughs> but I believe that to quantum leap, this is one of the reasons I love reading. This is one of the reasons I love listening. This is one of the reasons I love learning. You've heard me talk about my little like triangle in terms of the way I think about like the 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 input, the investment, the equation in success. Like we've got time, we've got money, and then we've got energy. Energy can refer to your experience, energy can refer to your network, energy can refer to your actual like physical, mental work. It, obviously it's kind of like a all-encompassing term, but the point being like you can skew, you know, you can smush down the money. It's going to take more time, more energy. You can smush in the time. It's going to take more money, more energy. You can smush in the energy and the time. It's going to take more money. And I believe if we're a little short on money or a little short of time or on a little short of energy or all three, it's through support that we can continue to leap ahead and arrive at our desired destination a hell of a lot faster and a hell of a lot easier and hopefully at a lot less cost, whether that's time, energy, or money, or all three, than if we did it all by ourselves. So I'm going to tell a little story. I've told this story many, many times, but it is the first 10 years of my life where I did it all by myself. And that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but that is 100% what it felt like. I sat behind a computer and I grinded I ground, I grinded. <laughs> and I honestly, truly 100% believed that my work would shine through. And that's 100% accurate. But the second I actually started interacting with other humans, quantum leap, quantum leap, quantum leap. And it turns out like, despite my, uh, at the time, incredibly acerbic, acidic, offensive, grating personality, <laughs> Uh, it worked in the music industry and many more deals were negotiated between 10 and 12 o'clock at a gig at night than they were between 10 and 12 emails sent during the day. And in that, I discovered relationship. I discovered support. I discovered mentorship. I discovered community. I discovered masterminds. So I moved to a foreign country and studied sound audio engineering, got an incredible opportunity to work at one of the biggest and best studios in the world, and then immediately went out on my own. Not immediately. It was, took about like 18 months, but that felt like pretty fast. 
because I got poached by a producer who wanted me to manage his studio. I had friends building studios. They asked for my assistance in like the business side of things. I was trying to get bands into all of these places in order to get good bands. They need record labels. A lot of the artists we were working with were independent, unsigned. At the time, that was still like a big deal. Now everybody like has a record label. But back then, not, I mean, there was a lot of independent labels that were fucking amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that like a lot of bands were looking for labels, not thinking, oh, I can just start my own. So I started a record label and I had worked at a record label for about four years prior. So I kind of knew like what to do, but it was mainly just being a giant precocious asshole and an American that people just thought I knew what I was talking about because I sounded like I knew what I was talking about. I showed up overly confident, overcompensating (laughs) for my total insecurity and lack of any idea what was going on. But at like 25 years old, that's kind of, I don't know. I feel like that's just what you do, right? I knew I was in a foreign country. I knew that things were different. And I had had a few really confrontational experiences where I was also very aware that me, (laughs) little old me, was a little bit intense and not exactly jiving with your typical like Aussie mate. And I discovered that by shutting the fuck up and observing, I might learn something. I've always been good at feedback because I want to improve. So when I was told I was the biggest asshole someone had ever met and that they would never invite me out again, I was like, well, I like going out. Maybe I should work on that. When I was asked to, (laughs) I forget how was it phrased. It was something like be the wallflower. There was a fuck in there as well. But like essentially it was like you were here to not be heard or be seen, simply be of service, like help. And that was, that was in the recording studio. So uh, yeah, I shut the fuck up and watched for a while. And what I decided was that I should figure out like who are the big players in this industry, but more importantly, who's playing the game? I want to play it. And I found a conference. I went through every single person who had registered for that conference I then, I think at this time, LinkedIn was a thing. Facebook was definitely a thing. MySpace was the thing. And I kind of started cross-referencing. Like I knew who the bit, like obviously the major record labels. I knew who the biggest bands were so I could look for their managers. And I I kind of just started like um, the bands that were on the radio. Like I started like who I thought was cool. Found like a really cool independent record label out of Melbourne. Who started that? Found a really cool band that was also a really big name who was managing them. She looked awesome. Found another really cool artist who's managing them. He sounds pretty cool. And I kind of started to pay attention. Some of these people were actually speaking at the conference. So I got to like really experience them. But I went through this entire list, did my research, found people that I thought were cool. Also like skills gaps for me. So I was looking for music and accounting, people like an accounting firm that specialized in music and royalty repayments, a legal firm, a publishing company. Some of this like might not make a lot of sense. It doesn't really matter. The point being, I had in my mind's eye like who I wanted to talk to. I didn't know who specifically. Obviously, I was a nobody at that time. I figured connecting with another nobody would probably be more useful than trying to talk to like the CEO of the company. And no joke, by the end of that day, I had found myself in line behind, sitting next to, stumbling into, or like walking up to a table with one lonely person. That's kind of always been like my networking hack is find like the other loser that's by themselves and go talk to them. Because believe me, they're they're probably looking for a conversation just as much as you are. And they're at the event. So they're like here for a reason, right? 
every single one, like I checked off everybody on my list. It blew my own mind. But then I referred to it as my self-induced professional development program. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start like really looking for people that inspire me. And I'm going to see where they're going. I'm going to be at those events. I'm going to research like the places that they're putting their artists, the places that they're putting their products, like, and, and like create this model. Now, obviously I wasn't into like a hundred percent of a hundred percent of the things that somebody was doing, but like I would get this kind of like top five list. And then like after like kind of picking five different people, I had like a pretty clear path forward. And because of social networking, having zero friends or life and nobody wanting to hang out with me, I was able to like triangulate these people and like their peers and then the nobodies, the assistants that were working for them. Thankfully, well, this story is, I was, I was going to jump like ahead about six years, probably shouldn't do that. So I, I created this like very real path forward. And this was before podcasting was like a big thing. Yeah, this was this was a few years prior to that. So I basically had like LinkedIn, I had industry events, I had networking opportunities, and I kind of started to show up, started to get a vibe for who is who. But like, most importantly, who did I resonate with? Like who really made sense to me? And in doing so, and being me, and starting these businesses and solving problems, I started to meet more and more people. It turns out the studio that I became a business partner in, and we built from the ground up, below it was the independent record station for, or sorry, independent radio station for Sydney. So I decided like, maybe I should start volunteering there. Maybe I should start meeting people there. And it, 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 it was an intentional, but not like sleazy or pushy way of just organically growing my connections and my network. And... I started applying for grants because I realized the Australian government gives away free money. That blew my fucking mind. But I went to all of the workshops, right? And I asked lots of questions and I was the only American in the room. And people just kind of started, you know, they'd say, hey to me, what's up? I'd start to see the same people. I was going to all the business conferences, seeing all the same people. The good news is, is it was like a fairly small community. And there was an MBA executive program that opened up at the Sydney... Opera House. And its program director was my boss. I was actually teaching music production and music history, like recorded music history out of the school. It's like a little, you know, side gig, side hustle. I met that person through the radio station. They rehearsed at the rehearsal studio that was below my recording studio. We would rent gear. Like, you know, music arts world, like everything ends. It feels like everybody's sleeping with each other and they probably are. But the story is getting a lot more detailed than my intention. The point being, so I got, I got told about this program and asked to join it. I wrote a very offensive letter about how I think postgraduate education in the arts is bullshit and you're only as good as your last gig. So I was offered a scholarship. In that, one of the teachers was a music lawyer, and he was phenomenal. He was super cool, like the coolest glasses in the world. Obviously, we're going to be best friends. But like, you know, had worked with all the big gigs, had worked internationally, and just was like, he was, he was from New Zealand. He just, he was like electric. And I reached out to him, and I said, you're fucking awesome. I would love to like keep this conversation going. How can I help you? What can I do for you? Like, there, there, you know, do you need someone to pick you up at the airport in Sydney? Do you need someone to book tour and transfers for you? Like, you know, and he, and he was very, very generous and just said, 
I'm sure that there'll be something in the future. If you ever have any questions, let me know. I bought his book. I talked to him a lot about his book. It was phenomenal. It was like my music Bible. And I pointed out a few things in his book that I thought like, could use some updating. He really snipped a version of his book. He was working on it in the moment. So, you know, we started this like fun little rapport back and forth, but I could bring him some of my bigger issues in business, not just legal issues, but general issues. And most people like to help. And so he was one of my first mentors, but like by reading his book, I endeared myself to him, right? Like I wasn't just showing up like some idiot being like, Hey, what can I get from you? Can I pick your brain? And I, I just asked like, can I get some support? Through that program, I met some of the biggest music industry people in Australia, along with some of the biggest executive directors of some of the biggest nonprofit institutions and foundations. It was exciting. I then got asked to do a program sponsored by the government, bringing together some of the most like influential managers because they like music and arts are one of the biggest cultural exports for Australia. That's why the Australia invests so heavily in the arts. I was a very loud mouthed, outspoken, gregarious member of that community and developed a relationship with a music manager. He offered me and looked after some of the big, biggest bands in Australia. He essentially gave me an opportunity to start a co-working space for music industry folk, but we didn't know that's what it was. He was like, Hey, I have all this space. I'd like to like make some money. Do you want to like do that? And I was like, yeah, totally. So guess who I invited? Really cool people that were doing really cool shit and were willing to be very flexible with the use of space so that they didn't have to rent an office, which for people who are touring six months out of the year doesn't make a lot of sense anyway. So it was like this shared space. Who'd have thunk, right? I'm, I, <laughs> when I said I wanted an office with my name on the door, it's not exactly what I meant, but there we go. The point of this story is that I very organically, almost unintentionally, but purposefully realized I need relationship. I need support. I need help. I need people that I can bounce my ideas off of. I need people that can tell me that's ridiculous or you might have missed something. You might have fucked up in that instance. At the time, I was looking after quite a few bands. They're all baby bands. Anybody who knows anything knows emerging artists can be some of the most challenging to work with only because it is a hustle. And sometimes emerging artists act like what they think a rock star acts like. But the reality is, is most of the most famous people you know are actually really lovely to work with. And they're not asking for only the blue M&Ms. <laughs> Some of them are, don't get me wrong. But I've found the ones that have the 40 year plus long careers are amazing. And they're very humble. And they're very hardworking. They're not just like asking you to babysit them. But I digress. By discovering who I really vibe with, people who will challenge me, who will push me, that when I hit a new level, they don't let me sit on my laurels or freak out. Because I've seen 10 times more failure from success than I have from failure. That was redundant. Learning to ask for help was the moment in my career when everything changed. And not just like admitting that I don't know everything, because there was a time I was not aware of that. And not only did I not know that I didn't know everything, I didn't know that you didn't want to know everything I know. <laughs> that was an actual light bulb moment. I remember very clearly being like, oh, I don't have to say everything that's going on in my head all of the time. Whoa. Learn to ask for help. Learn when you need help. Learn what the cues are before you are in danger zone. 
A few of them for me, I start losing sleep. I am in a bad mood all of the time. I generally start justifying why I don't move my body. Yeah, those are like my main cues, sleep and shitty attitude, like apathy, general disinterest. None of those are alarm bells, right? Being like, oh, I'm not going to go for my run today. That's pretty, I'm super busy. Everything's amazing. I've got so much going on. Like who would think that that's, that's like a yellow warning light? going off. Right. But I know now I know, I know my cues. And so I will put my hand up, call my old physical trainer and be like, yo, we need to put something in place, sign up for a yoga studio, sign up for some kind of a challenge. So that cause I'm going to be more accountable to others. I, I, I know how I work best, right? That's my own blueprint for success. This will save you time and this will save you money. Even if it costs money, I guarantee it 100%. So if you're looking to fast track your own growth and development, Find your Obi-Wan Kenobi. Learn how to take feedback. I love it when people criticize me. I literally (laughs) thank them for the opportunity to improve. It's amazing with my own team and employees and my my different businesses. They will bring me problems readily, like excitedly. Excitedly, is that a word? I don't know. And that's awesome. Like I knew... I'd done something right when one of my people were like, hey, so I think this is a really big fuck up and it's your fault. Um, here's what I think we can do about it. But like, I don't think we should do this again. And I was like, hallelujah, hallelujah. I did something right. When you are open, you will get ideas, you will get suggestions, you will get invitations, you will get partnerships. People will enjoy working with you. Now, you don't have to take all of that on board. Like Just because somebody offers you some constructive feedback doesn't mean you need to change everything. You can just simply say, thank you so much for that. Like I appreciate you feel like you can share that with me. Maybe it's the right time. Maybe it's not. Maybe it'll resonate. Maybe it won't. But like, that's the joy and beauty of working with a mentor. And here's the other thing. This doesn't have to be like IRL. (laughs) Like I said, I just like casually stalked a few people for a few years and then they became my friends. I remember the moment, this might sound like bragging because it is, (laughs) but I remember there's a, like a, in Australia, it's the South by Southwest of Australia called Big Sound. And I was hosting an event because I had also been asked to be the executive director of this like like international nonprofit And I invited all of these people and they came. That was the first one. And I'm like looking around this room and I remember distinctly going through this directory and like highlighting all the cool kids that I just, I wanted to like be in their world. And I knew every person in that room and I could call most of them a a peer. I mean, a good large number of them I thought were like friends, but um, it it like, I felt like I had graduated (laughs) And I think it was within, because that thing's in August. So that Christmas is when my mom got her diagnosis. And I like literally left Australia in like three weeks and like felt like I was burning down my entire career. But that's a totally different story. Actually, what's interesting about that though is the, the blueprint I had built in Australia for developing myself, my self-induced professional development program, I have used over and over and over again because I have started over, over and over again. I mean, I worked in music and the arts for just over 20 years, but I did that in three different, well, I was going to say three different countries. It actually happened internationally, but I started in Boulder, Colorado, 
I then moved to Australia, worked the entire East and West Coast, which is not a lot in the middle. Then took that to, you know, UK, Europe, Japan, Singapore, ended up back in the United States, but basically starting over this time in LA, then in New Orleans, Louisiana, then, well, back in LA. It worked over and over and over again. And anytime I felt like I am destitute, I've got nothing, I could look to this blueprint and build a network of support and succeed. This, some, this Now, so much of my network are, are podcasters, are writers, are bloggers, are speakers, are thought leaders. They're not people I'm in direct communication with. They don't know who I am. I do not discriminate with ideas. I believe like one of the games I like to play, and this might sound a little bit wackadoodle, schizophrenic, I don't know. It's like I am in dialogue with the universe. And so when somebody suggests something to me, I look at that as an invitation. You've been invited to this workshop, to this seminar. I mean, like that's like if they share a podcast episode with me, right? Like I kind of make things fun and I assume there's a reason in everything because I want to live in a world that is purposeful and destined, designed for destiny. I don't have to believe that's the case. Sometimes I think I do most of, but like, that's the, I believe, I want to believe in a world where there's softcore fairy porn. How often, how much am I going to talk about that? Okay, moving on. So it's this, it's, it's this willingness to learn, this openness to take feedback, to admit like there's another level. I don't even know what that may look like nor how to get there, but I'm going to find some people that are talking about it or doing it or living it or sharing ideas about what it is I think I want. Like I've talked about this in an older episode. I don't remember what it is, but like envy, jealousy, those frequencies for me just show up as like, oh shit, there's something I want. Awesome. Like, oh, cool. Like, I think that person has a thing and I might not be able to get that. Interesting. Don't like that feeling. Let's reverse engineer it and figure out how I can do it, how I can get it. So create these containers for yourself, whether it's just a reading list or podcast episodes that you're subscribed to. Hi. Ask people, what are you listening to? What are you reading? There are so many online communities right now that you can join both for free and for paid. You can join my committee. It's called the Discord. It's it's called the Discord. It's on Discord. It's called the Container and it's free. The Loop. That's my newsletter. I almost always recommend a book in that. I also have the Quantum Business Book Club. You don't even have to read the book. You can just watch my episodes. It's all there. That's what I'm saying. Like, If you feel like you can't afford it, if you feel like you don't have the time, if you feel like you don't have the energy, where there is a will, there is a way. And perhaps you're lacking in those things because you haven't found your Obi-Wan Kenobi. So listen, learn, ask people, word of mouth, engage, like get involved, test that person. What I will say is I've also found a lot of support and guideship that I graduated from. And what I mean by that is that person was incredibly useful for a period of time and then they stopped being useful And I could feel that. And I used to feel really, really bad about it. I've talked a lot about this, I think, in terms of like white knuckling the ending, unhappy, happy endings. (laughs) Feeling like I was being egotistical. Like how, who am I to suggest that I could possibly know more or no longer need this person's service because they have so much more success than me or blah, blah, blah. The point is, as soon as it's out of resonance, it's out of resonance. It's not, no one's done anything bad. No one's a bad guy. You're not a dickhead. You're just ready to move on. Find some other stuff. 
might just be time. You're evolving very quickly every minute of every day. Like you're allowed to evolve past someone who was incredibly supportive and useful for you. I, again, I say again, because I talked about this in the last episode, which I just recorded. Bring awareness to it if there is an expectation that this relationship should be ongoing or <laughs> most especially if there is an exchange upon which it might be on balance, especially in your end. So with that, I don't know what would have happened or changed had I not been committed to doing it all by myself and being like the DIY warrior for so long. But what I will say is by creating my own masterminds, by creating my own little co-working space, by saying yes to opportunities I was invited for, I felt I was in no way, shape or qualified to do. Or like, I don't know. I don't know why I said no to the MBA program. That was just me being a dick. There's something about when everybody does something, I have to like do the other thing. And I like cut off my nose despite my face and it's, it's tragic. Don't, don't do it. Like, don't do that. But really helpful. How did I say yes to that opportunity? I had a mentor who said to me, do you think the people that created this program are stupid? And I said, no. And they said, do you other, do you think the other people joining this program are stupid? And I said, absolutely not. I've like worshiped them. And then they said, so you don't think a bunch of dumb idiots just invited you to do this thing for no reason? And I was like, oh, okay. I was in like a significant mental breakdown point. It was like my very first, no, my second legitimate mental breakdown. So there was a lot of mental health stuff going on there anyway. But the point being, I had someone who called me on my ship. Really fucking important. When you have someone who knows how you work and will challenge you, they will push you. They will highlight your blind spots. My coach today, I was talking about how I'm going to be raising my prices and I was listing off numbers and they were like, nope, too low, too low. And I was like, oh, that feels uncomfortable. That's, that's when you know you're probably moving in the right direction. So again, if you're looking to speed things up, if you're looking to optimize efficiency, maybe you don't have enough space. Maybe you don't have enough time, energy, or money. Like, that's where your Obi-Wan Kenobi can absolutely help you gamify your experience so that you can get to that desired destination a hell of a lot easier and much more simple. They might even have a really good roadmap for you. We can also get a little bit caught up in our sad story, right? This like version of suffering or pain or victimhood or isolation. Again, the time, money, energy thing, like having someone that has been there and done that. Like, it's why I fell in love with music. When I was sick and I couldn't do shit, I could listen to songs and hear other people suffering. And it reminded me, like, I am not alone. This person has experienced pain and isolation and fear and uncertainty in the unknown. And now they made a beautiful song about it. And if nothing else, I feel seen and validated in this experience. But like, you know, then you can also find some of the more uplifting songs where you're like, and there's hope. And I, I get to do it my way. And I can break all the rules. And, you know, all the doctors might not know everything and blah, blah, blah. Again, like wherever you're at, whatever it is that you're seeking, look for resources that prove to you this is possible despite wherever it is I think I am, despite whatever I think I can't or won't or never dot, 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 right? The other like almost paradoxical form of support I've received, this was my very first coach when we kind of finished up working with each other, which was, I mean, it was on and off for years, but like full permission to relax. My existing coach, 
this was when I was still healing and grieving my like in like in uh, acute grief with my mom. And she's like, BZ, your homework is to take a fucking nap. She's like, most people I have to tell to like show up or be consistent or follow through or whatever it is. She's like, you, you just need to like relax. I really needed to hear that. Where I was going with my first coaches, sometimes I would say like, hey, do I have permission to submit myself for the speaking opportunity, even though like I'm probably like horribly unqualified for it? Or like, do I have permission to send this person another follow-up email saying like, hey, did you get my last email about blah, 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 blah? And she would just be like, yes, you absolutely have permission. Like finding someone that tells you like you're perfect just the way that you are. And sure, we all know that we're all perfect energy beings. But like that validation and support is incredibly useful. And I think as entrepreneurs, especially in business, especially when you're starting up, you can get into this mode of like hypervigilance where you feel like you need to be working and on point and on guard all of the time. And that is, that will burn you out. That'll kill you. Finding someone who will challenge you, who gets you, who sees your blind spots, who will help you overcome obstacles and challenges, remove them out of your way, who will also give you permission to do it your way, to be you, who sees you, who's been there, who gets it, and or who's created the thing you're trying to create. Like, I don't know how I feel about the Ascension marketing thing just because like so much of it is bullshit. So much of it is bullshit. I'm really like, I struggle really hard just because I, I don't know, integrity is like a thing for me. And saying like walking the walk and, and speaking in truth. And unfortunately, there's just so much of that not happening. And it's hard to know, like, because what's integ- in integrity for someone else is different than me. So anyhow, I have a thing about the Ascension Marketing, but I will say if someone, if you can get evidence that that person is doing what they're doing outside of them just posting an Instagram reel about it or TikTok, that could be a really useful resource for you as well, whether it's in real life or like through the content and art that they're creating. Lastly, as you level up, as your game board gets bigger, the bets get higher, the potential losses get scarier. Having someone there for the freak out as you land on that next level is like invaluable. The amount of times I've probably delayed my own growth because I did the damn thing and then I freaked the fuck out, I would say is like a hundred percent. I'm getting a lot better at it because I'm challenging this concept of like after every expansion, you need a contraction. I'm like neutralizing. Of course that was successful. Of course that investment paid off. Like of course that investor showed up at the last second, like because ease is normal for me. That's a totally different conversation. When it's still like ups and downs and you're still kicking goals and you're freaking the fuck out that that person just invited you to do this opportunity or that product just got to the top of this list or your book just got released on whatever, like have someone there to put their hand on your back and say, this is what you planned on. You're fully deserving of this and keep going. Like actually run with this now. And also to call you on your shit because when a bunch of money shows up without that guidance, people tend to spend it. When success or fame or influence shows up, 
with great power comes great responsibility. Power corrupts absolutely. Like, so what I say when I mean, like, I've seen success fuck people up way more than failure, way more. We're all actually really, really, really good at failing. Most of us aren't really, really good at, like, succeeding beyond our wildest dreams. So that guide, that mentor, that person that's been there, done that, should be able to bring you back to earth. Just, just not to like rain on your parade, but just to go like, okay, you have this giant pile of money now. Let's, what's your debt situation look like? What were your goals? Like, do you want to put some away for a rainy day? How about taxes? You're going to have to pay a lot more taxes, <laughs> right? So someone who knows you, someone who feels like a resonant frequency for you, they feel good. They expand you. In a, in a challenging, inspirational way. They push you. They validate you. Yeah, they just, they're good. They feel good. Like, it, it's that simple. Does this feel good? Does this feel bad? Like, your relationship with them, it's, yeah, it's that simple. Like, oh, is this someone that's still going to be of use to me and resourceful? Or, like, have I graduated past this? Does this no longer feel good? Do I no longer feel like this is an even exchange? Do I need to check in with them about the exchange? What are you available for? <laughs> we are no longer available for the old ways of working. This is about leveling up. You're listening to this episode because you are looking for your Obi-Wan Kenobi, or maybe you've been working with someone. Uh, they don't feel like Obi-Wan, right? <laughs> the force is no longer strong with this one. So no more shame, no more guilt, no more old patterns, no more old ways of working, no more shoulda, woulda, couldas. Yes to possibility. Yes to trying something new. Yes to what feels good. What's my last note here? Oh, because you're not going to stop. You're just going to keep growing and succeeding, right? Like your game's just going to keep getting bigger. You're just going to keep expanding your success. So yeah, finding the support, learning how to ask for help, learning how to take feedback, all of this goes into that blueprint of success I always go back to. And maybe it's just an awesome course that you can continually go back to. I have books, like the books that I did for the first season of the Quantum Business Book Club. Those are my guides, mentors, and resources. Sometimes I'll use them, like I'll, I'll just like open to a random page in them, just as like a, like it's like a pulling a tarot card, right? Like an oracle deck. Like, oh, Cool. Diamond Cutter is especially good for that. But um, Think and Grow Rich is another really great one. Blue Ocean Strategy. Was that in the first season? I think that was in the first season. That might have been the second season. Anyhow, you see where I'm going with this. Like, I don't have anything <laughs> except for my little, well, it's not a capsule wardrobe anymore. I've graduated past my capsule wardrobe, mainly because I make content for you guys. And anyhow, batching content means changing outfits. I digress. That means it's done. I'm done. I'm, I'm jibber jabbering. As per always, you can see what is going on, what my latest and greatest is at NicoleBZ.com forward slash freebies, F-R-E-E-B-Z, aka freebs. <laughs> Email me, hello at NicoleBZ.com. Let me know your questions. I will give you answers. Find me in the Discord container. Get on the loop, my weekly newsletter. There's always like discounts and coupons and rewards and fun stuff in there. I like to make everything really fun. It's, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Um, leave a review. Share this episode with somebody who might find it useful. I think that's it. I'm trying to think if there's like any other podcasts or quantum business book club books to recommend to you guys. Uh, 
any interviews, the Relatables interviews, that might actually be a really great place for you to check out some people that I think are really amazing and could potentially, depending on where you're at, be a really great resource for you. So with that, I'm going to finish this up. Thank you so much. As per always, thank you for being here. I do this for you. I wouldn't do it without you. I love you. 